which the Rocketeer was a Disney movie, right? Yes, it was. And then Rocketman was also a Disney movie. It's Harlan Williams. He plays Fred Randall, and he gets sent to Mars. It's like uh, one of the Mars astronauts get hurt, and they need to find a new one, and then they choose Fred Randall. Is Fred Randall like a famous person that he's portraying, or no, is it entirely it's a, fictional? Entirely fictional. Interesting. It's a very goofy movie. Okay. It's, it's got a monkey. Fred Randall always farts, and he always says, wasn't me, and he points to the monkey. You haven't seen this one? I, <laughs> I mean, it sounds... It's a great one. Sounds like a real cooker. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I just don't know. I know you love fart familiar. jokes. I know you love, I love diarrhea jokes. them. Bring it, I say. It's your favorite. Oh, man. Is it not? We just watched, uh, in the interim between episodes, uh, a little clip from the Police Squad series as... Their detective work seems eerily similar to that of the Hardys. <laughs> it actually is. It's sad. And uh, yeah, as while we were reading it, I could not help but draw that uh, that parallel between uh, the titular character of this chapter uh, and and Johnny and good old Johnny Shoeshine and Johnny. Man, this, this is a tough one to break into. You ready for this? Yes. Uh, go ahead. What is it? Chapter 5, Pretzel Pete. Oh, yes, Pretzel we Pete. We have finally got to Pretzel Pete. But again, I would say in the last book, the little illustration on like the inside cover was of them falling through the... Into like, space. Railing into space, yeah. And that happens late in the book. Yeah. And we're already meeting Pretzel Pete here. And it could mean we could meet Pretzel Pete several times. I'm thinking that's the case. But as of now, it just seems uh, like they they yeah, got excited. 36 already at Pete and his bucket hat. And knowing a little bit about how these were written now, I have to wonder, did they... Knowing that these were written so hastily... Yeah. Did they draw this drawing and then like, yeah, we should probably work this into the book somewhere? <laughs> or did they take a scene? Did they choose the Pretzel Pete scene to be the single illustration? Or did like, as like a writing yeah. exercise, did did a friend of the author like, okay, here's the drawing you have to work with and you have to make a story go. Yeah. I, I wrote Pretzel it's Pete on this hat. What are those? Ad libs? Mad libs? Yeah. Where you insert the, the verbs yeah. and, and whatnot. That's exactly what this was. Man, our listeners don't know that I'm trying to get this, uh, open uh, this drape. Uh, you're doing I'm a fine struggling. job. I have to put down my microphone. <laughs> where are we? Where, where were the kids when we last left them? Uh, well, we just left the kids, and uh, they were talking to Dad as Mom was preparing supper. And they thought, hey, you know what? We should go talk to this dude. At least they think they did. Yeah. Bill Jones or Bill whatever. Jones, yeah. That's a, obviously a fake name. Obviously to everyone. So, you know, they decide, we're going to go talk to this this dude. We're going to figure out what's going on. Just a minute, Mrs. Hardy said to her sons. How about That's the opening supper? line of the chapter. That is the opening line of the, the chapter. The opening paragraph is, just a minute, Mrs. Hardy said to her sons. How about supper? Yeah. I like how we're starting this off. Start the chapter off right. Talk about supper. And then they explain, like, you know, this dude could leave the farmhouse at any time. He was going to stay. So, like, can we – we should go now before he's gone. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> this you know, is urgent, he's still going to be there uh, tomorrow. And they're like, Dad, didn't you uh, – you know, can we go? And uh, Miss Hardy's like, what do you think, Fenton? And uh, he says, 
uh, to Frank and Joe, didn't you say Jones was in pretty bad shape? Yes, Dad, Frank replied, overly formally. (laughs) Then I doubt very much that he'll try to leave the Canes home before the time he's set tomorrow morning. I'm sure that it'll be safe for us to eat Mother's good supper and still see our man in time. Mm. And I wrote, again, this is nice that it's not like the Robinsons' well-being is at stake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But it's <laughs> this food wins once again of like, we'll deal with the... Yeah, with, but first supper. The, the big lead on the smugglers, our only lead with yeah. the smugglers. Which, we'll leave dude, that till tomorrow. As a reader, it's like, I want to find out what's going on. I don't want to sit here for, what is this, a page and a half of them eating supper? It seems a bit uh, irresponsible. It's but terrible. we're going to hear a bunch about it. But when you have to hit a, uh, I forget what the page count is, but I feel like all these books always end on that same page count. I, I think it used to be 200 or 220, uh, like in the original ones, mm-hmm. where it's like, of course they have to put in filler of people eating. That's the easiest thing to do. And then when they cut it down to 180, they left like, in all the food Let's, let's leave that in there. I really worked hard on writing that sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they eat uh, oh, this is my favorite thing. Yeah, Joe subsided, and to make his mother feel better, said with a smile, Guess I let this mystery go to my brain for a minute. As a matter of fact, I have an empty, uh, I have an empty space inside me big enough to eat two suppers. Joe, this is your second supper. He just ate at the farmer's. Or was that lunch? That can't be lunch. That that had to be supper. This has been such a long day. They went into the house. The landslide. They had lunch. Then they swam Remember, out. They sat down and had a picnic lunch. I'm pretty sure they were eating, uh, or maybe in my mind they were eating. Oh, no, no, Yeah, they, they laid down in the grass by the telescope. Yeah. Yeah. They had a little food there. That was their lunch. I'll be darned. This is a second dinner. I'm telling you, they're hobbits. Have we missed any of their meals since this book began? I think we, <laughs> no, they've had every single one. I think it, it opens every with... Every day we get a full meal. Something breakfast, about breakfast, lunch, dinner. Yeah, we Second get all dinner of the time. details. Wow. What a great book. Oh, yeah. Um, so, as they're having dinner, uh, as at the table, as often happened at Meals in the Hardy Home, the Drinking conversation the revolved around the mystery... Frank asked his father if he had made any progress on his part in the case concerning the smugglers. Um, And then uh, very little, the detective replied. Snatman is a slippery individual. Mm, I like that. And I think in the last book, they referred to Red Jack the two or three times as a slick customer. (laughs) Or a smooth customer. I think it was slick customer. I think it was slick customer, too. And before they knew it was red, like whoever pulled this off was one slick slick customer. customer. And I hope that slippery individual is the catchphrase for book two. Honestly, I wish they just took away individual and called him the slippery snap man. That's not a bad name. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Another good t-shirt. He is a slippery snap man. He's a slippery individual. He covers his tracks well. I did find this out, though. The law firm, which is handling old Mr. Pollitt's affairs, has had no luck in locating the nephew to whom the property was left. Oh, plot thickens. Uh, Mr. Kane said he heard Mr. Pollitt call his nephew a no-good, Frank put in. That's just the point, 
Mr. Hardy said. The lawyers learned from the police that he's a hoodlum and is wanted for burglary. Now, I was curious here. Mm -hmm. Is hoodlum a thing or, like, not a slur, but, like, an insult? Yeah. Like, is it saying, like, he's a brat and he's wanted for income? Or is it saying, like, he lives in... I'm I'm guessing he lives in the hood. But in a bad area. In this time, that wasn't called the hood. Like, hood was just short for neighborhood. Hmm. Like, colloquially referring to the hood as, like... You know, a, a poor area, right? Uh, doesn't necessarily make sense to me. So I, I don't know. So there. so his hoodlum, that's interesting. I never. It thought sounds of it that like he's, he's just being like, yeah. And we learned from the, from the police that he's a robber and a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you need? Did you need the hoodlum? Part? We got well. That's very true. We got enough understanding that uh, he's a no good nothing. He's a what, no good butthole. Yeah, is what he is. <laughs> Well, we've heard I'm from everyone that no one likes this nephew. <laughs> He's a real We turd. get it. Yeah. <laughs> He's a burglar and a turd burglar. <laughs> <laughs> turd burglar. Dude, I haven't heard that term in so long. <laughs> I hear it all the time because Who's I seen? say it all the time. <laughs> you turd burglar. <laughs> turd bur- Slippery turd one, burglar, one man. One who burgles turds. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what is your occupation, sir? Uh... I'm a turd burglar. <laughs> By day. I sneak into your house. I steal your poop. <laughs> I steal your turds. You know, like, when you take a poop and then, like, you wipe, but then you stand up because you want to look down and see what the turd is, and then sometimes it's gone? Poop. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's my work. I'm the one that takes that turd. In and out. There's no ghost poops. Turd burglar Tim. <laughs> um, so then they get into this weird conversation about... <laughs> I'm jerk burglar. The turd burglar. <laughs> Jerd Merkler? Is that what she's Jerd Merkler, the turd burglar. I think that when we write our own book, we need to absolutely have a Jerd Merkler. The turd, the dirt burglar. Included. If we had money to write these, this would be amazing. Oh my word! Oh Lord, have mercy. Sign up have on Patreon. Mercy. Um, so then they start having. The, they need to find this this kid, and and they want to know what happens to the house. And so they have this long discussion about like, oh, yeah. well, if he's wanted for burglary and he comes to claim the house, they're going to to arrest him for the burglary. So he sort of needs to stay away, which means he can't really claim the house. Yeah, so he's so in this tough predicament. Um, and then uh, they start doing all this speculation of, like, uh, this house, uh, the executors might let the house remain vacant or they might possibly rent it. They could do this on a month-to-month basis. That would give an added income to the estate. Which wouldn't do the nephew much good if he were in jail, Mrs. Hardy put in. Well, that would depend on how long his sentence was, her husband said. He may not be a dangerous criminal. He may have just fallen into bad company and unwittingly become an accessory in some holdup or burglary. In that case, Frank remarked, he may realize that he wouldn't have to stay in prison long. He may appear to claim the property, take his punishment, and then lead a normal, law-abiding life out at his uncle's place. And this is just so <laughs> not only so speculative yeah. and derivative, but 
so Pleasantville innocent. Like, this seems like the author is pleading with, like, a burglar who keeps robbing his house. <laughs> like, maybe he'll realize that he doesn't have to keep running. And even though he took the eyepieces from the telescope, he can give them back. It'll be like a two-month jail sentence, and then he can be a law-abiding criminal and not steal telescope eyepieces anymore. And maybe if he... Maybe if he wasn't such a hoodlum or racketeer, I don't have to blackmail him to get my eyepieces back. Maybe if he brings the eyepieces back and they're in good condition, he uh, might get an ankle rub. <laughs> Just just my way of saying thanks. Might throw in some wrist in there, too. Maybe a temple rub. Cover That's... him in this leather jacket. Give him a little ankle rub. You've been covered in leather and gotten the rub down. Oh. So uh, then Mr. Hardy gives the harsh reality at the bottom of the page. Oh, yeah. You want that one? Uh... The trouble is, so often, when a young man joins a group of hoodlums or racketeers, he's blackmailed for the rest of his life, even though he tries to go straight. The detective smiled. The best way to avoid such a situation is never to get into it. Yes. And that's the author's plea to, like, his son. Yeah. Like, what, you want to get blackmailed? Please stop hanging out with Ethan. (laughs) He's he's a hoodlum. Please, please don't join a group of hoodlums or racketeers. Dad, calm down. Ethan's not that. We were just bad. talking about the rocketeer. Oh yeah, look at that. Now we're reading about the racketeer. The racketeer, rocketeer. And then what is the uh, while listening? Mouseketeers. The racketeers. Is what I was thinking of. Oh, mouseketeers. I love mouseketeers. That's Disney as well. A lot of tears in the yeah. Disney, and not just in the new Toy Story <laughs> movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Uh, isn't it, isn't that the good? You didn't. Isn't like that the bad? But it's not the good. I. The uh, Toy Story movie reminds me, kind of a of a Hardy Boys situation. They set something up. They resolve it. They set something up. I don't know. It just, it's not good writing. It's pretty bad. Aren't most movies they set something up and resolve it? Yeah. I forgot who I saw. Uh, write this but there was that kevin james movie uh called the dilemma oh yeah and they were like Vin, i think that's vince vaughn too right? vince vaughn yeah um and somebody said like isn't that the name for every movie yep can't like, you describe that... everything as the dilemma yeah any movie is a dilemma that gets resolved <laughs> um i took the time here to look up hoodlum uh and oh, it yes. is a person who engages in crime and violence a hooligan or gangster. Hooligan. Uh, so, what is the country of origin? Uh, late 19th century of unknown origin. Of unknown origin. Hmm. Okay. What if its origin was in this the Hardy book? Boys. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm, I'm thinking he just made up these words, dude. Origin. Hardy Boys. He's coming up with these two. names like the Snapman. There's no way he didn't He's make doing up good words. words. I mean, not as good as <laughs> Jerd Mergler. <laughs> Turd Mergler, dude. You better watch out. <laughs> Jerd. It's <laughs> a great name. I'm going to write that one down, I think. I do like that's, that. Uh, that's, there's, <laughs> there's water in that well, I'm telling you. Uh, so at this exact moment, the phone rang, and Frank went to answer it. It's for you, Dad. 
he called, coming back to the table. Um, Mr. Hardy spent nearly 15 minutes in conversation with the car- what, caller. What did uh, Mrs. Hardy and the boys do while he was on the call, though? Um, I don't remember. It's the next sentence. In the meantime, the boys and Mrs. Hardy finished their supper. I could have include it. Then while Mr. Hardy ate his dessert, he told his family a little bit. You're doing dessert? This <laughs> man. Couple pieces of your favorite cake. What is going on here? But you just, just spent 15 minutes on the phone, 40 minutes on supper. Now you're doing dessert. I mean, this has set you back easily more than an hour. Also, the, the existence of this paragraph. So without this paragraph, this is how the book reads. It's for you, Dad, he called, coming back to the table. More drugs have disappeared, he said tersely. I'm positive. Like, yeah, you didn't need a, straight a, into it. a multi-sentence paragraph to say, like, well... He was on the phone for they 15 ate minutes. Dinner, they ate dinner, and then he had dessert, yeah. and then he told his family what happened on the phone call. Yeah. Dad, are you going to tell us what happened? Not till after dessert. You know I like my frothy <laughs> meringue. He's just Alan Rickman all of a sudden. <laughs> I want the fluff. Please. <laughs> Please make it frothy. <laughs> Uh, so more drugs have disappeared, uh, and they don't know. So he tells the story, um, which I'm just going to summarize, but pharmaceutical company somewhere in the Midwest. Yes. Maybe St. Louis. Maybe I'm thinking St. Louis, dude. Uh, they were expecting a shipment and only half of it was there when they opened it. Yeah. And it was shipped on a, a boat that went to New York, but first it stopped at the Bayport port, the Bayport, <laughs> the Bay. The Bay Port Port. Um, the Bay Port Port. And then it, the ship went on. And so they don't know at what point things were smuggled. And the hospital waited two months to open the package. Yeah. So they, they don't need know. It, it right could have arrived It's in there storage. Yeah. And been stolen at the hospital directly. And it was just wrapped so well that no one ever thought that it yeah, was Yeah, no one questioned with. it. So I just saved you a page and a half of describing... What just happened there? Um, but then they start to to get into this. You know, each time drugs are reported oh, missing, yeah. there's a new angle to this case. Although this is Fenton Hardy, although I'm convinced Snatman is back of it. How to prove this? Really, how to prove this is really a stickler. And this is where I went. And sure, he was right with Red Jackley. Oh but yeah. Oh no. Why are you how are about... you convinced? Yeah. You're a detective. Your job is not to be convinced, but your yeah. job is to locate evidence and prove something. And so when he says how to prove this is really being a stickler, like that's not your job is to be convinced and then to yeah. work backwards you to find it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And so we're we're back to Fenton Hardy being a if, real uh, Snapman better not be the cause of this. If if this is Snapman again, just like they did with Red Jackley, gave us the villain, page one. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to be angry. So Mr. Hardy went on to say that the tip he had received about Snapman being in the Bayport area had been a very reliable one. Excuse me. Uh, he smiled. I'll tell you all a little secret. I have a very good friend down on the waterfront. He picks up many kinds of information for me. His name is Pretzel Pete. Pretzel Pete? Frank and Joe cried out What a name Uh, That's his nickname along the waterfront Mr. Hardy told them He laughed 
During the past few years, I've munched on so many of the pretzels he sells. I think I'm his best customer. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Hardy has to explain to his detective sons that that's a nickname. Yeah. And the thought of the boys being like, Pretzel Pete, who would name their kid Pretzel? <laughs> Why would Mr. and Mrs. Pete bet he's name foreign. their child Pretzel? <laughs> Is that German? Says, so right it. away they pick up on Bill Jones being a, a, a clearly fake name. Fake yeah, name. But, <laughs> but Pretzel Pete, they're like, oh, killer name. <laughs> I wish my mama named me Pretzel Pete. <laughs> think about that yeah bill such a fake name but yeah pretzel pete this dude that's legit that's real you can't oh, make it's that only up a nickname even oh. though bill jones is like the most american stereotypical name that There's one could have more bill jones <laughs> yeah than pretzel, pretzel pete I wonder. Like, I wonder if there's at in least a one for a pretzel, pretzel pete. pete there's gotta be one someone in this world is named pretzel pete if not i know someone who's about to have a child has the opportunity to bring the first Pretzel Pete into the world. Or, or the first jerk Either one is acceptable. Is little, yeah, yeah, they got the turd burglar little, and the pretzelman. Little jerd. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Anyways, uh, so the, by this time, the boy's father had finished his dessert. Uh, I was wondering, what is the state of his dessert? Has he finished it yet? We haven't checked in on that lately. And this chapter is, I think, the first that does not mention the telescope. That we don't get the word it is. telescope. It's the first chapter. That's telescope free. It's a little sad, actually. Yeah. I honestly expected a scolding after they came home with that broken telescope. But it was just like, no, that's fine. Yeah, we're rich. Yeah, we have a three-story clapboard. We're said, doing just it, fine, kids. You lost the eyepieces, so that's part four, 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 six, <laughs> and four, 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 seven. Okay, that'll okay. be fine. Yeah, don't sweat it. As long You're as talking about these parts. <laughs> <laughs> a good detective always carries four spare eyepieces, just like a great toaster. <laughs> four eyepieces Get the spangles Yeah you darn Dad, dude Dad that doesn't make sense <laughs> Mr. Pete uh, So they hop in uh, the car And now they're like Alright let's go Let's go talk to Bill Jones Let's see what's up Yeah going down to the Kane farmhouse um, Take the black sedan uh, From the garage And the boys hop in It did not take long To cover the six miles To the place Jones Was spending the night Yeah and they didn't ride in silence R- Well What's <laughs> What struck me more than anything is six miles is not that far. Yeah, I know. And for this motorcycle thing to happen where they were riding for a while, they were, uh, unless you were going, let's say you're going six miles an hour. (laughs) That's one mile every 10 minutes. And as they're driving along, like this landslide happens, like this is all next to their house. Yeah. Like this is this is this like is fairly close to their home, yeah. Yeah, this is like here to Forest Park. Yeah. This is not a big deal. And they're treating it like this like, well, let's venture out. Like today we spent all day up on the old pilot place next door. <laughs> but if they were going how fast do you go on a motorcycle? Sad. Eighteen miles an hour? Let's say that's, t- that's are you saying slow. in that time? In that time period? No, I'm just saying how fast do you casually ride a motorcycle? I'm casually riding, I'm going forty. Forty, you think? Yeah, 
going fast. I'm going decent speed. 1920s, maybe we say 30. Yeah, well, half it. 25. 25. 25 is a good 25. speed. Um, man, I wish I could do math faster to find out how many uh, at 25 miles an hour. Let's see. Uh, come on. I know we said not to Google, but this is important to me. Well, yeah, it's a needed thing. It's like doing money conversions. We're just trying to figure out uh, placements here. There we go. This is what I want. Oh, this is not what I want, you stupid idiots. I want to know how, at 25 miles per hour, it would take how long to go six miles. That's what I want to know. Yeah. So if they're riding their motorcycles, are they 12 minutes away from their house? Are they 10 minutes away from... Like, I, f- I feel like they're so close to their house. Yeah, they're, they're, they're close. And they're, they're treating this like... Because, of course... If you do the mile a minute not... on the highway at 60 miles an hour... Right. That conversion rate. So let's half it. So, yeah. Six miles. 12 minutes. 12 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I find for <laughs> in a 12-minute ride for them to... Because this place is, like, right next to the pilot place. Yeah. Um, and... Like, for this to have been as big of a deal with the landslide and all this stuff, like, this is down the street from their house. This is... Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, also, that, they never say odd... if they drive past the landslide and if it's fine. Well, they picked up all the rocks. Remember? Oh, Some that's of them, right. Two of them had to carry. Two of them. Yeah, okay. That's but right. Because Chet was dying and they cleaned up the whole landslide. And then Chet rode a boat out of the water. <laughs> Good God. Dude, um, Chet is an athlete. And I feel like we could dive into the suspenseful telling of the story because I think it's done somewhat thoughtfully. Like yeah, I always they say tried. play with pace. Yeah. And they sort of do. It's it's not really creative, but right. they, they, they get to the, the Kane's house and all the lights are off. And so they're yeah. like, Well, I wonder well, is, so is everyone asleep? It's a bit early to be asleep. Yeah. Uh and then we they just start... had supper and dessert. Like most people yeah. are watching television right exactly. now. Exactly. And so then like they're like, well, we should knock on the door then. Like, if we have to wake him up, we have to wake him up. But so they knock on the door and no one's there. Yeah, then no they answer. go to the front door and they knock on the door and no one's there. Then they go to the back door and they knock on the door and no one's there. And so, like, I do appreciate that it's not just, like, so quickly released, but it is they just tried. the same no one was thing. Home. Like, yeah. They tried one door, nothing. Then they went to another door, nothing. <laughs> then they went to another door, nothing. <laughs> Okay, I guess technically you did stretch it out a little bit. It's yeah. just not the most creative way to have done things. So now they're thinking, okay, the the Canes probably went out. Jones is possibly still here, but he's probably too weak to come to the door. Yeah. And then they were like, maybe uh, they wouldn't have left him so sick. Yeah. They wouldn't have gone out. Uh, I mean, they're six miles away from Bayport, from Elman <laughs> High Street. <laughs> from Elman High. <laughs> it wouldn't have gone that far away and left this sick man in there. So uh, eventually they just try the knob. Uh, actually, oh, the, yeah. the sentence is, uh, I guess Jones recovered fast and has gone because he would have made noise if he was inside. Like if they left and he was too weak to get up, he would still call yeah, out. Oh, he's fine. Oh, he must be getting one of those ankle massages. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> right on my talus. <laughs> it's a bone in your ankle. I know. Mine's bruised. You're doing that? Yeah. Uh, try the knob. The door may not be locked, Mr. Mr. Hardy, Hardy Ward. Ward. 
from the tone, uh, the boys knew that he shared their fears, which I thought, have you ever seen the movie Blue Streak? No. So there's I'm a scene of it. in Blue Streak where Martin Lawrence and John Hawks are robbing a vault to get a priceless diamond. And the guy brings out his, like, it's like a soldering tool he's going to cut through. And Martin Lawrence stops and is like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm going to cut through here to get in. He goes, first thing a robber always needs to do is check to see if the door is open. And he goes, and it's this giant vault door. And he twists it, and he looks and goes, oh, it's open! <laughs> and John Hawks just like, really? He goes, no! <laughs> That's exactly what I thought of this scene. Like, no, that door is not open. Break the window or something. Anything other than try the door. Not- yeah, but, but... Frank turned the knob and the door swung open. <laughs> the door swung open. In classic Hardy Boys fashion. But the door ha- was open. This house... Uh-oh. That was very tidy before. Yeah. Um, Good furnishing. From, from the plump Mrs. Kane. <laughs> uh, pots and pans were scattered all about the floor. Table was overturned. Chair lay upside down. Oh, yeah. One single chair upside down. And uh, shattered bits of cups and saucers were strewn on the floor. What happened? Frank exclaimed in bewilderment. Frank, you're, you're a detective. <laughs> yeah, what do you think happened? Yeah. What do you, what do you think happened? clearly been some sort of scuffle. What happened? Was, was it, it a, a very localized earthquake? <laughs> it's the ghost! Did someone let a bear in here? <laughs> uh, and then Mr. Hardy, with his keen powers of observation, responds to Frank by saying, There's been a fight. Or a struggle of some kind, said Mr. Hardy. Let's see what the rest of the house looks like. This is this is great basic detective work. Yeah. Because I feel like Frank and Joe would have been like, hey, something's amiss. Let's go home and tell Dad. Yeah. Now Dad's there. This isn't they exactly what we actually have to explore. Oh, no. Uh, the boys opened the door to the adjoining living room. Frank snapped on the wall switch. There was a horrifying... There, a horrifying sight met the Hardy's eyes. And then we got... We haven't really talked about this, but during moments of, like, intense reveal, they italicized the book. Oh, yeah. Like, when Joe tumbled into space. Yeah. That was italicized in in the book. And there's been a few others, like, the the car... Like, in the Speed Demon, the first chapter, like, the car nearly hit them. Like, that's always in italics. So here we get italics. So you know... Oh, this, this is, is a big this deal. is heavy. Yeah. This is heavy. Let's have it. Let's <laughs> We're gonna have it. That was a no uh, look page turn <laughs> one handed. That's that's no small stunt. I hit my nose on the mic. The farmer and his wife, bound and gagged, were tied to chairs in the middle of the room. Ooh. Swiftly Frank and Joe rushed over to Mr. and Mrs. Kane. Um so this was the so we we get a picture of this on the page before, which is just a huge spoiler. Yeah, I know it was a big letdown. Like to see on that. the opposite of this page, which is the right. Uh, this page is on the left, so on its opposite, the page before on the right, you see them bound and gagged, and like the Hardys in the doorway. Um, and then you turn the page to find. It. So like as soon as you turn the page, and they're they have not yet made it into the house. Yeah, the dialogue on the page. Meanwhile. Opposite that paragraph in a large illustration 
as the farmer and his yeah, you wife totally kill bound your and gagged. You, you cannot put that there. However, if you had switched... It's so weird because, yeah, this... Spoiler alert, this is the last page of the chapter. The next page is the start of the next chapter. Why yeah. don't you just put the illustration there? Yep. That's the right question to ask. Ugh. But alas. Dinguses. Turd burglars. All of them. So as this chapter finishes... Um, they untie them, and uh, oh, I, I had turned back to the page before. Thank goodness, Mrs. Kane exclaimed with a sigh of relief, stretching her arms. By the way, plump woman. Oh yeah, and that illustration. In the illustration. She's, she's a fine. very she's yeah. Normal. Yeah. This is uh, the judge. I was going to say the same thing. She's in pretty good shape. Yeah, that's a good. And her husband's in great shape too. He looks like a good. I believe he was described as man. burly. And I would say he is accurate. Yeah, Burley fits. You know who this guy looks like? Uh, the opening scene of Inglorious Bastards. I see that. I see that now. Do you know what else it looks like? Jake Kaufman. Oh my God! From the Father of the Son. From the Father fame. of the Son. Yeah, from that All looks Gone exactly Wrong. like Jake Kaufman. Jake That's Kaufman hilarious. Is in this book. That's amazing. Whoa! All has gone wrong. Wow! Wow! A father and a sons. <laughs> nice. Well, the father, the son, Joe was adopted, the blonde hair. Oh, that's actually... Oh, it's funny. I always figured Frank was the adopted one. We did always say that. Yeah. But maybe Joe is this, like, German adopted one. <laughs> hey, Frank, Joe's... do you want to climb into the bed with me? <laughs> do you want to sleepy times? <laughs> Frank never really thought about why his brother <laughs> spoke different than him. Uh, please pass the fried crisps. <laughs> we'll have chocolates <laughs> and a sweet tooth, Frankie. Maybe we go down to the discotheque. Guggenstimers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Lord! So they untie these uh, these people, and then Frank hastily introduced his father. Then asked what happened, which I think is really funny. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Before you, like, you've just untied these people. What happened? You, you could have been talking to while untying them, or while, yeah. like, oh my gosh, what happened here? Let let me untie you. But instead, it appears that they untied them in silence, and, and like, and then <laughs> Frank says, uh, "This is my dad, <laughs> Fenton Hardy, um, world." world-renowned detective you remember us we the ones we were in here we were giving ankle and head massages and feet massages with our dad we're detectives what we got a few questions (laughs) namely why were you bound and gagged in your ransacked (laughs) house um but but this was my favorite because we get a little build-up and then it's the funniest release for me but uh (laughs) give give me that give me that paragraph right after what happened uh starting with frankly or frank uh no before that, thank goodness. Right after that. For several oh, moments. For several moments, Mr. and Mrs. Kane were too upset to tell their story. But finally, the farmers staggered over to the window and pointed down to the shore road. Pointed, pointed down the shore road, which, by the way, if you close your book, on the back, oh, number six is the shore, the road, shore road mystery. Whoa. Bum, bum, bum. I wonder if that's just a like a name for like the road that goes along the shore, like A one A Beachfront Avenue. Yeah, if they just call that shore. This shore road. Um, but Mister and Missus Kane were too upset to tell their story. <laughs> but finally, 
The farmer staggered over to the window and pointed down the shore road. They went that way, he <laughs> roared. Follow them. Who? Said, well, the, yeah, then they ask who, and he says, the thug, those thugs who tied us up, they took Jones. You waited long. Yeah, like, why? Long if, enough time. They're if gone. What you now, were going dude. to say is follow them. Yeah. What? Like, hang on. I'm too upset right now. I need a minute. Listen, I have a really bad headache. Okay, I just need a second. Everyone, to get stop this. talking at once, please. <laughs> I'm trying to calm down. Woosah. Okay. They're speeding off from us, and you need to follow them. So hopefully. At 40 miles an hour on their motorcycles, with the minute that I took to respond, they're now... <laughs> well, that's the thing. He doesn't even... T- half a mile he's away. He's been tied up for a while now, most likely. And then, yeah, he's going to take even... You haven't had enough silence to think about what has happened to you? You're being rescued. You're just like, hold on. This is for me. <laughs> he gets untied. I Long need pause, this. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> what just happened? Were we? I am just now reflecting on this. <laughs> I was, the whole time earlier, I was thinking about birds. <laughs> I was thinking about have you, guys, have you guys seen the new talons? Olympus telescope? That's what I was thinking about the whole time. I was bound. Hardy's eyes just kind of like twinkle for a second, and eyebrows raise. <laughs> you uh, you like telescopes? <laughs> you want to talk telescopes over a couple ankle rubs? <laughs> What's your feelings on your wife's dessert? Be honest. <laughs> Could you have drawers that you just open and play little pocket pool inside of? <laughs> I guess pocket pool is probably not the right term, but do you have a drawer with a little drawer micro pool. drawer pool? Yeah. <laughs> so that was the end of the chapter. Those that thugs who end. tied us up, yeah. they took Jones. That's the cliffhanger. They took Jones. Oh, man. I just read the title of the next chapter, but I misread it. Oh, you think it's a massage? <laughs> Just coming off. Spoiler alert, the next chapter is called The Strange Message. But as I looked at it, and it's... I, the, I strange it, the Strange Massage. massage. I'm like, I thought they were already pretty strange. They're, yeah, well, they're very strange. They're ankle and wrist massages. <laughs> you know, for circulation. Which, the best I don't know the if that's true. Like, you check uh, your pulse at your wrist. Wouldn't, like, pushing on that and rubbing it only, like, serve to cut off and then release I don't know. the circulation so, again and again? Like, if you're, if you're bleeding, if your hand is bleeding, yeah. you, like, pinch your wrist. For sure. Yeah. So wouldn't putting any pressure massage Just cut off the circulation. Make, like, that's why he didn't get better. <laughs> Maybe the farmer knew that. He doesn't that's why he's it. passing out. Frank did it to his neck, too, when he was lifting him out of the water. <laughs> Really get that. What get, are you doing? I'm trying to get circulation. You know, you got him in a headlock. Get the front of his throat real good. A good front throat massage. I know that. Uh, Shouldn't we call a doctor? No. In uh, in sports, whenever it was hot, we would always have to go inside on like two a days whenever it was a hot, humid, heat warning day. And they would have us soak our wrists yeah. in water to cool our temperatures. So I know that's how you cool your yeah. temperature. But as far as actually creating more circulation. I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. But this is in the man. 1920s before there was science. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. This is all before science. Unless in the original version we read it, they're just like, get him up, apply CPR, do this. And they take him in the house and like, put him next to a fire to warm him up. Like in this one, they just changed it to like, well, what if he massages his wrists? <laughs> 
that's what I'm curious about. How much is this book and how much is the original? I'm, I'm when after we did the first comparison of old book to new book for, yeah. for book one, seeing what they added and what they that's removed the, was fascinating to me. That's and, what made that. Honestly, and I already said this about this book, but everything I read, I just wonder like, wait, did they yeah. add this or did they, was this something that was left? Yeah. And uh, what did they take out? I feel like pretzel Pete, just like hobo Johnny was an ad. Which, if that's true, when they uh, do the pictures, the illustrations, they added yeah. Joe falling into space yep. in the first book, and that was the illustration. And so if that holds true, then this illustration of Pretzel Pete could be a nod to something that the current, uh, you know, the, the newest author added, like he would want, he or she would want. I want my work to stand yeah. out. I want my thing I to be. I thought of Pretzel Pete. <laughs> You know who I am? Not, I'm the man who created Pretzel Pete. Not Leslie Charles. Yeah. Is that his name? Uh, McFarlane. Oh, McFarland. Uh, but you were right with the Charles. Leslie. Charles, Charles Leslie McFarland. But okay. he goes by Leslie. Gotcha. It's a killer Because it's a stronger name than Charles. He was a big fan Nyroll. of Leslie Nielsen. Well, yeah. that's a, I wonder if Leslie Nielsen's first name was Charles. That could be. Yeah. Um, so right before we recorded this, we watched a little bit of Police Squad starring Leslie Nielsen. Starring Leslie Nielsen. And there's a scene in every episode where, like, he goes to this shoeshine guy, Johnny, and, like, finds out every bit of him. Like, Johnny knows Just everything. everything, yeah. Uh, and, like, they tell him about his case, but he, like, finishes their sentence with, like, you're following the wrong lead. You need to look into this person who's in debt to this person. Like, and that's the joke of it. It's, like, this guy just knows everything. And then after he gets his information... Every time one of these scenes happens, somebody sits down and says something, and he says, I don't know. I wouldn't know anything about it. And then they give him, like, 10 bucks, and yeah. he spills the beans. Like, this one was a priest walking up. There's one where, like, a firefighter comes up, and as he's getting his boots shined, he's like, what do you know about uh, factory fires? And he's like, I wouldn't know anything about it. And the firefighter <laughs> gives him 10 bucks, and Johnny's like, you have to be careful with the <laughs> linoleum finish on the floors, because if that catches, everything above it will go. He's like, how do you know everything? But they've set Pretzel Pete up to be this person. To be this and we have not yet situation. met Pretzel Pete. We've only planted the pretzel seed. Yeah, which is just total tease. Total tease. I yeah. did not like that. I wanted to I was meet very her. excited. And then it was like we got a paragraph about a guy named Pretzel but Pete. But that lets me build it up in my head all the more. Which... Just to be let down. No. I'm you saying don't think that, so? I think I'm going to be let down like, by Pretzel ima- Pete. Imagine if the whole like first half of the book, of the, of the last book, was like... But if they knew that Oscar Smuff would find out, that would change. But like, you don't meet Smuff, and so it's like uh, built we're in building this, thing, this legacy. And then it's like, oh my god, we he's arrived get to meet Smuff. Yeah, it's like the Morleys. Yeah, like Harold Morley. Yeah, of the Hamlin Company. Of the Hamlin Company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that a Morley? <laughs> that's, my is that god, I've noticed that. Oh, that's what it was a Kaufman. Do you think Jake Kaufman is related? Oh, to the Kaufman to... wig. Ooh, that's a good question. That's worth a text. Should have asked him. I have his I have his phone number. I can text him. Yeah, I would. And I'll send him the picture. <laughs> <laughs> we found you in this book. Yeah, if you do, screenshot his response to that photo and we can post it on Instagram. Did you play the burly farmer with a plump <laughs> wife? <laughs> in the Hardy Boys house on the hill. <laughs> in Why, the 1950s. Yes, <laughs> that you have a thick How beard old are you? In the 50s. Oh, oh classic. 
Um, with your permission, I see yes. you. I see, see you with your fact sheet. I got my fact sheet. I want to wait. Yeah, I don't want to do it this episode. Let's not. I, w- I want to stretch keep it in out. suspense. Yeah, we. You've got like eight bullet points there. Uh, we've got twenty chapters. Yeah, I've got. So yeah, we can go like every other, and I feel like we'll be in a good. I think place. every other is a good place. Um, so I was going to bring up. I don't know why I love this segment, but I oh, do. Yeah. What have you shopped for on Amazon that you didn't I buy? Kn- yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Do you have your your history pulled up? Uh, or do you know how to get to it quickly? I, oh, I get to it really quick. I was thinking about this uh, yesterday because I think, I, 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 think something... I added some weird stuff, and I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna Uh-oh. have to tell I'm people." I'm gonna have to say that out loud. And it turns out that it's not a weird one at all. It's a touch of evil on Blu-ray. It's Which in, you did not buy. I did not buy it. Why didn't you buy A Touch of Evil on Blue? Because it was $20, and I feel like this is a $10 movie. Fair. I mean, that's the majority of my things. Sean, they're going to be either books or movies. I can guarantee that. And then occasionally, it'll be something strange like, um, let's see, Dalman's Stroop Waffles. <laughs> I've got a box of those in my kitchen. <laughs> Are they good? They're amazing. Okay, They're yeah. so good. I, I, we went to Amsterdam and had some fresh ones, and the dolmens that you can get here or on Amazon yeah. are made in uh, Amsterdam. Oh, they actually are. Yeah, they're legit. They sound fantastic. And these ones, they're caramel, honey, and chocolate. It's a variety pack. Oh, good. So I, all the filling is different. And I'm yeah. just like, ooh. I like the variety. Like, it's hard to pick a favorite. Like, the, the caramel is the original. Do you put them on top of your coffee cup? And I do. And let it warm up and soften up a little bit? Do I have? I don't drink coffee. Uh, you can do it over any hot beverage, or you can, you know, microwave it or toast it, or just eat it. I eat a lot of them impatiently, um, so I don't heat them up. I just eat them. And that's good like that? Oh, it's Can I put them like in that. the toaster? Um, like would, an actual waffle? I would be careful because they have a filling. If you have a toaster oven where it could go in like horizontally, I would be hesitant to put it vertically down into a slot because uh, okay. it and gets yeah, pretty soft. Oh, uh, and then it uh, just might poke a hole it, and melt out. Yeah. What about a microwave? Like a five-second microwave? That's probably good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I could probably... I I could drink hot tea and just put it over tea. Yeah. How long do I keep it over the tea? Is it like a two-minute thing, three-minute thing? Um, with tea, if you're letting it steep for three to five minutes, I would go ahead and just leave it on there. Like, it's only going to get better. Does it affect the flavor? Or is it just uh, using it, can, it to melt? But when I do it with coffee, coffee sort of enhances it a little bit. Like, it gives it that little yeah. hint of coffee. It's not overwhelming. But I could imagine if you did, like, a like a peach tea or something, that that would sort of skew yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I... My Amazon browsing history, oh, the, the, the most recent thing I've looked at and did not buy, I hate. I hate myself <laughs> for this. And we may have to post it. But as I was shopping for, um, I, I, I bought that innovative cart. Yeah, buddy. And I want to get one of those uh, like cup holder things that like just ratchets onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way I can bring my water bottle without it spilling on, like without setting it next to gear on top of it. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's it also it's a great place spot. to like keep a remote or, you know, other little things. Or yeah. Little things. Um, but the Amazon listing for RoboCup is like, oh, it's great for fishing. It's great for like all these things. And so some fishing accessories popped up and I, <laughs> I saw one and I, let me tell you, I have no interest. Are you a fisherman? I am not. Not even a little bit. I like that. Um, 
But I'm going to show you this picture before I describe what it is. Just that size, that thumbnail, is what popped up. And I had to click on it. Yeah, the face that you're making. Oh, my God. I had to click on it because I'm like, wait, is this really what I think it is? And is this intentional or not? Yeah. But for for those of you at home, and maybe maybe we'll put this on the Instagram, but I got uh, I looked at the Karen, K-A-R-I-N, Karen Beckett six-piece spoon fishing lure set. And they are fishing lures that appear to be tiny phalluses, like a little penis and testicles. And in the thumbnail, like it's just barely there enough where I'm like, it looks like a fish is biting onto a Johnson. Yeah. And I was like, is this actually like a useful design or is this purely a joke? And so I clicked on it and it's inconclusive because the only nod about it is... Like it's you know, it's just talking Never about what the, what the lure does, but then the last thing says uh, if you are a fishing enthusiast, uh, and there's a a clear language barrier, but the last thing uh, says if you are a fishing enthusiast, take this spoon's fishing lures and it will increase your catches and bring you much fun. So, so. <laughs> I, I, I was not at all thinking about this being a part of the segment. The when Kanye I at West it. thing in South Park. Yeah. Do you like fish sticks? Yeah. This I, is, I'm imagining those are the exact fish you're catching here. Uh, and then, yeah, and the features and details bullets. The last one is perfect gift for anglers, comma. You can make an incredibly fun <laughs> gift to your friend who likes fishing. Uh, but everything That's, else about this is like shiny color helps to attract fish. Excellent choice for bass, trout, walleye, catfish, pike, crappie, and perch. Uh, nickel treble hooks with feather and stainless steel split rings. Uh, spinner is smooth and rapid diving action with bright colors. Suitable for saltwater or freshwater. Like the rest yeah. of it seems pretty legit. Looks but I just kept thing. like, are these are these all penises? Those are peepees. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. That's a peepee. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, as as you scroll through, oh them, it, it becomes God. more obvious. But yeah, this was not something I I clicked on because I was interested in buying. I was clicking on it to f- try to find out if it was real or not. That is fantastic. I love that it comes in these different sizes. It goes from micro to massive. <laughs> <laughs> they have flesh tone colored ones too. <laughs> that can't you be, have gum that black? Can't be better for fish. You can either get rose gold or. Gun black. Rose gold when it's shaped like that. It's not rose gold. You want that rose gold. Don't lie the to me. The gun black looks great, but look at that rose gold, man. God. Imagine the sun beaming against that bad boy. <laughs> what fish could resist? You're going to catch oh, a man. lot of rainbow fish. Uh, my See, the problem is my dad fishes, and for what? This is $10.99? It's not a bad price. It comes for six. Uh, or is it a oh single? wait, that's the six pieces at thirty-six grams. What if we get six pieces at seven grams? That's eleven bucks. That's a. It's a good size honker. Well, yeah, I mean, I like it, that's that's in <laughs> that's in reasonable gift range. What's the biggest beefer you can get? <laughs> is, that a, is that a fishing term? Excuse me. Could you show me your biggest beavers, please? 
I'm sorry, is that beavers? Beefers. beavers. <laughs> like, you know, something that beefs. <laughs> Need a beefy beaver. Are you not aware of this? Are you not a fisherman? <laughs> big beaver. The biggest big beaver is a 36 gram. What does that cost? Uh, that's uh, 17 bucks for Seven, six of Under them. 20 bucks? Under 20 bucks. Do they come in rose gold? Because <laughs> I think can, I'm getting this. You can absolutely. Problem is the rose gold beefers. A little bit more. They're not prime. Oh, it's not prime for the so, rose gold beefers? So you're going to pay for your shipping a little bit. The uh, gun black ones. But if we go down to 28, oh, neither are prime. 21 only blacks prime. I'm going to get you some gold via Amazon Prime. <laughs> Just hang on one second. Oh, here we go. Three 36-gram seven-piece? Oh, three to 36 grams. So this is the variety that's, pack. Oh, this uh, is, that's this what, the one you want. This is going to have one big beefer. It's going to have some <laughs> little teeny tiny guys. Uh, but yeah, you can get the rose gold here, that variety pack uh, for twelve ninety nine. Oh, that's a Prime. good price. That's cheaper than my waffles. <laughs> and some honking beefers for less than those waffles, man. <laughs> Honestly, I had no idea that this would be fodder for the podcast when I clicked on it. That's clickbait, dude. Oh, man, that's a pizza. That's a good title for this episode. That's a pizza. Oh, I haven't heard that in a while. Oh, word. That is a pizza. Well, I am sufficiently exhausted uh, from, from that segment. Uh, so maybe I can't use that next time because I will have bought it at that point. I honestly, I think you should buy those. That seems like a fun gift to get to, to, to give anyone. Yeah. To fishermen. Yeah. Or non-fishermen. Anyone. I mean, it works for anything. Who couldn't use a rose gold <laughs> big beaver? <laughs> this is the dumbest thing. I've never seen a company. But well, you know what they say. I hope one of those big beavers <laughs> feels great on the lips in chapter six. You know, I wanna I, end it no, there. That's I wanna terrible. end it there. But that's unfortunately, terrible. Chapter six rhymes with the one word we haven't used to describe those lures. Oh. And I'm just not willing to go there. But it's right there. You know, my favorite president, uh, Mr. Dix, nice. is going to be a part of chapter six. 